Wait, do you hear that? I hear, no. I hear children. Children, I hear them, Dave. On my lawn, we gotta get them out of here. Oh no, it's them and their terrible acting. They're gonna invade your house. Terrible acting. The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might. It will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me as always, Broke Rider Dave. Hey, how we doing, everybody, and Happy New Year. <laughs> These kids, however, hell-bent on making it not a good year for me. Now, as I was saying before, I don't know if people were feeling some kind of way about hashtag Chris hates kids, but hashtag Chris doesn't like certain performances by kids, but tries to get them the benefit of the doubt. Doesn't really roll off the tongue as easy. So A little long there. A little long, so hashtag Chris hates kids, but not really, if you want to no. put a little parenthesis he just hates bad kid actors they grind a horror movie to a screeching halt for me the thing about kid actors is i as much as i try to give them the benefit of the doubt i a lot of these horror movies don't need them in there and i know that it's used to be as kind of like a motivating force for the main protagonist or to cause some kind of tension but good god <laughs> like i can't it- I can stands only so much until I can't stands no more. Yeah, if you want to hear our very first discussion on this topic, go listen to when... our 13 Ghosts episode. Is that when the joke of me saying hashtag Chris Hates Kids started? Don't think it's when the joke started, but I think it's our first discussion of like you hating the kids in the movie. That might have been like the second or third one where then it was like, damn, Chris, like this is like the second or third time you brought up kids, man. You just don't right. like kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so originally I had 15... I wanted to go over a certain amount, and I have a notebook right here, which if if the government or the, well, I was gonna say, if the government or the uh, police ever find, like, this notebook, it's just going to be a list of children's names, <laughs> which is not good. <laughs> but no. th- these are characters from certain movies in which, all right, so I have a, a ranking here, a five-tier ranking that I just want to go over some kids that okay. irk me. Maybe sometimes they don't irk me. Maybe some of these kids... I try to be as fair as possible. So I made a list of 10. Originally it was 15, but I think that would take too long. But maybe I'll make a part two of this. All right. So here's the five tier ranking list that I'm going to put these kid actors in. And we'll go over why when I bring up each one. You have on the one end of very horrible, I can't stand them, is needed to have a vasectomy. Right under that is boarding school. Right under that is best handled in small doses. Under that is, well, yeah, I could understand. I was a kid once, too. And on the opposite end of the bad spectrum is, I'll take the kids this weekend, honey. So we'll see. I got the 10, uh, the 10 characters right here, and they're not going to be in any particular order. So I'll start with the top one. The first one, Danny from Hocus Pocus. Okay. 
Now, I love Hocus Pocus. Great movie. Great movie. And I remember, even as a kid, hating his little sister. (laughs) First thing that we get introduced, she's stalking him in his bedroom, like spying on him while he's making out with his pill. Dang near almost caught him roughing up the suspect. He was two minutes away from grabbing some lotion and some tissue paper. And she was spying on him in his closet. And already, that irked me. Forces him to go trick-or-treating, that, and he didn't want to. Nagging him the whole way. If you saw that thumbnail picture that I put for this little promo thing, you just see her, like, yelling, like, Mom! That, that, that scene picture, that okay, thumbs yeah. up her how I feel about it. Like, just... Now, where would I rank her uh, on the scale? I wouldn't put her in the vasectomy section. And to be fair, she gets less annoying as the movie goes along. Good character development. Because if she was like that throughout the entirety of the thing, then she would have easily gone, you know. I. But I will say for her, and there were certain instances that you can tell that sometimes she does care about her brother, but... I think that her introduction was annoying to me. So I will, for her, put her in the best handled in small doses. Yeah, that's about where I got her to. Best handled in small doses because she's not completely useless. She is kind of a driving thing because she's getting, she gets kidnapped and she, and is, like I said, the driving force for Max to try to save her. But I didn't care for her introduction. I didn't care for her nagging her brother. But at the same time, I'm like, all right. She got a little bit better. So she's kind of right there in the middle. Yeah. I want to be fair. Definitely agree with you on that point. See, hashtag Chris tries to be fair sometimes. <laughs> we'll see as this list goes on. We'll, we'll see. Number two. All right. This one comes from Horror Demon, who recommended that I watch House by the Cemetery. Now, oh, I, God. This, was my first, this was my first Lucio Fulci movie. And if for those of you who don't know about Lucio Fulci, um, g- give him a watch. He has a de- definitely a distinctive style and his own following of people. It's I like his. I, I'm always a sucker for practical effects. So now for the kid, I believe the kid's name was Bob. Dave, I want, yeah. you, to do, I want you to do me a favor. What's up? Ask me how my day was. Hey, Chris, how's your day? Dave, Dave, I, my day was okay. I woke up today, Dave. I woke up and then I had a slight headache, but I took an aspirin, Dave. And then I went and I got a glass of water so I could take the aspirin. Do you believe me, Dave? Don't you know, Dave? That's, that's, that's how he talked. How he talks the entire, and, and <laughs> I, God. five minutes in, uh, Horror Demon was like, all right, go ahead and watch this. And I was like, all right first five minutes I was watching I was like all right I'm kind of feeling this classic creepy house I'm, I'm digging yeah. it uh, practical effects I'm right here with you I had that creepy scent in the beginning I'm, I'm a sucker for all I'm, I'm I am in horror movie mode you were hooked I was hooked and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it became and a comedy it, it became an instant comedy uh, I immediately started laughing I was like oh it's gonna be this kind of acting is it now inherently the kid didn't necessarily do anything wrong i mean he's kind of just acting like a kid but damn it if i if that voice wasn't grating even when the parents are talking this is how you this is how you know that the kid's voice was annoying there's a scene where uh, parents come outside they left their kid in the car and they come out they don't know where the kid went he just disappeared and they look like they could give a shit less i noticed that too like wow they really do not care about this kid 
it, it stuck on their face for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, huh, Bob's disappeared because he got kidnapped. Maybe he got killed off. We'll maybe, if right. we, maybe if we hurry up and hop in the car, you can leave before he finds us. And so as much as I want to... <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I want to say that on the one hand, his actions his actions would be in the ranking of, all right, I was a kid once, but his voice is in need of a vasectomy. Um, oh my God, yeah. His voice... So I guess if I had if I had to like average those two out, <laughs> I, I guess I would have to say boarding school just so I could get him away, so I wouldn't have to hear him. <laughs> so, but I mean, he didn't do anything. Yes, same here. He didn't do anything wrong, but I couldn't listen to that voice. Just that. Ah, ah, <laughs> oh my god! But even when he's talking, it's just, even when he's saying just normal things, it always sounds like he's whining. The so, little girl in the picture told us not to come. And it's like, yeah, he's just saying a sentence, but why does it sound like you're crying right now? Like, just Jesus. the girl in the picture told me not to come. Ma, uh, Dad, can't I do? Ugh, it was oh, yeah. <laughs> just, so, so kudos to Horror Demon for that. For no reason other than his voice. Sorry, kid, you're off to boarding school. I, I I'm yeah. sorry. Maybe, maybe some boarding school will help you. Uh, put a little bit of bass in your voice to the point where I can stand you a little bit better. But as of right now, uh, you can let the uh, education system handle you. Yeah. Oof. He's better off out of sight, out of mind. Number three. Tremors. Melvin. Melvin from Tremors. I love the entire Tremors franchise. CG is definitely dated. Well, some of it, as the as it went on, uh, was that a sci-fi original? Sci-fi channel. I believe channel so. Original? Yeah, it's one of the like I love sci-fi channel originals. Yeah, and that's definitely my favorite one. The first one definitely had a lot more practical effects, and then as it went on, they relied a lot more on CG. But I don't care because yeah. Burt Gunner is in it. But Melvin, Melvin is the kid who's constantly screwing with Burt and screwing with Kevin Bacon's character, constantly pretending like he's getting attacked and and not taking the entire thing if he's, he's a sheep that cried wolf he's the personification of little shit <laughs> to the point where when he's actually getting attacked one of the Bert was like i'm gonna kick his ass and kevin bacon's character's like and i'm gonna help you and constantly not taking anything seriously to the point where he almost got his ass shot came out uh with the tremors tongue thing saying oh, help me just there was he's one of two kids that live out in that valley the other kid might as well not even be there i mean she doesn't really serve too much of a purpose no uh she's just out there listening to her music yeah. on her pogo stick so she she's just kind of there so i can't really rank yeah. her because she's just kind of there but melvin that that little shit needs to be vasectomized <laughs> that that yeah <laughs> that, that dude and if you watch the series go on further he comes back uh, older and he's still a pain in the ass um, Never learned. So yeah, that that dude. Our first vasectomy is Melvin. Get him, get him out of here. I, I feel bad for yeah. his mother. Yeah, should have probably died in the first movie. Number four, the Losers Club from It. So, all right, Losers Club. Now, I can rank these. Now, I'll, I'll leave it to you. Should I do the one from the '80s or or the one the most recent one? Because I, I feel like I have a bias towards any movie that came out in the '80s. I mean, I like them both. I like them both, so too. Let's do the one. Yeah. I like them both. Because, uh, you know, what? I'll just say both. Because uh, they both kind of r- land in the same. Same area. In the yeah. same area. Now, 
Some of these I'm going to be ranking on acting, and some of them I'm going to be ranking on character, because loser, the actors in this were really good. Yeah. They put on good performance, both in the 80s version and in the most recent one, to the point where a lot of people prefer the first It over the second one, because they think that the kid actors were way better than the adult actors in the second one, and uh, the part two. Debatable I mean, depending on which actor and which uh, yeah. when you're comparing, but I can see where they're coming yeah. from. And exactly. it's not completely the fault of the second one. Sometimes the writing was a little iffy. Yeah. But now I'm trying to think what would categorize somebody to be in the honey. I'll take the kids this weekend because these kids are definitely going to either be, you know, I was a kid once and and for uh, me, I think the 80s uh, Losers Club is like the benchmark of honey. I'll take the kids this weekend. I, I'd say so, too. Um you have them, you have the Goonies, you have Stand yeah. By Me. Yeah. And like all of them, I love their dynamic. Each character is its own character, and they play off of each other very well. Yes. So I can't really think of, other than the bullies, I can't really think of, well, I think the one that I would have, <laughs> well, even the, the comedian, the one who's trying to be the comedic relief, sometimes the jokes are hit or miss, but at the same time, yeah. that would just land in the, hey, I was a kid once. Exactly. So... For them, I would definitely say, honey, I'll take the kids this week. Uh, I'll yeah. take the kids this weekend. Good dynamic between all of them. And them on their own don't really do anything annoying. No. You know. Uh, You're never annoyed with them. At no point am I ever like, all right, I have, an, I have enough of this character. Can, can we please get them off of the, can't get them out of here? Number five, Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, first off, Jurassic Park, obviously... Fantastic movie. Major blockbuster benchmark and how to combine CG and practical effects. This is this is one of those instances where I go, all right, you have a great movie. You don't have to have kids in it. And I think every single Jurassic Park has had kids in it. We, yeah. I think that you would have a perfect Jurassic Park movie if you didn't have, if you did one of them that had no kids. As much as I like it, I feel... Uh, Grant, when he's sitting there and the Tyrannosaurus Rex is here, and he's like, turn the light off, turn the light off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my good god. And they're, now, they're not going to be a vasectomy because, at, on one hand, they're kids. Yeah. Uh, but on the second hand, good god. I think that I would have to put these kids in, um, and at least they could kind of handle themselves when they were being chased by Velociraptors. At yeah, the they're least, competent. Even, they're very competent, and to be fair, looking as an adult, I'm sure that if I was in that situation as a kid, I wouldn't know what I was doing either. So yeah. to be absolutely fair and considering that they were able to handle themselves with the Velociraptors being shown up, I'm going to go ahead and put them in. Uh, you know what? I was a kid, too. I understand. All right. Yeah, I agree. I honestly thought you were going to go lower. I was like, oh, we're about to disagree here. But yeah, they're, they're that's right where above, I have them. Yeah. They're right above... Uh, and I will admit, it was kind of cute, uh, the little boy who was just, like, fawning over Dr. Grant. Yeah. Um, which could get annoying, but at the same time, it's like, it's cute. He's a fan of his. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to put them... They were they were competent, but there was that one scene, but at the same time, I can't say that I would have handled that scene any better. If I was, if I was that age and I was face-to-face -face with a T-Rex, I'd probably scream my ass off, too. Yeah. How so, would you not, you know? You're a kid. It's so, so they'll monster. be. They're gonna be in. Um, you know what? I was a kid once too. 
All right. Number six, a quiet place. I didn't tell you about this one. I didn't tell you I was adding this one. This one was an impromptu one. Yeah. Now, do you, did you see The Quiet Place? I have seen it. It's like when it first came out. But... Now, I'll tell you this. I love the concept. I love the concept of... I thought it was a great movie. Oh, I, I do too. I love the concept of relying solely on your hearing. It's kind of like the movie Hush. Yeah. Where, where they play with your sense of hearing, yeah. which, is, which is a very uh, risky move to kind of rely solely on that rather than what you're seeing. So I respect that, especially that was uh, Krasinski's directorial debut, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was a really good movie. I think he handed writing it too. However, and I don't know if I'm, and and I might be insensitive about this. I I hated that little girl, the little deaf girl, which is a very, very taken out of context, written as a quote out of context. Chris saying, man, I really hated that little deaf girl. (laughs) Yeah. But I think I think the reason why I hated the little girl is because what annoys me is in a situation where this, this is what kind of like holds a movie to. Now, I know it's probably intentional, but she's given John Krasinski shit when he is trying his best to keep his family safe. And yeah. she's constantly like giving him like the evil eye and like arguing with him and stuff like that. And. I blame her for John Krasinski's death. Spoiler alert. Okay, yeah. This dude is trying... And you know what? <laughs> I'm, I know it wasn't her fault, but I blame her for her little brother's death, too, in the very beginning. Jesus. I don't Put even know. I, I, her. It's been a while since I've seen it, and it, it's probably not her fault, but I'm blaming her for that, too. I don't know. She just rubs me the wrong way. Okay. And Which is why she's going to boarding school. I, she, I say she needs to go to boarding school because I think she needs to learn a little respect. Okay, I would put it, her in, what was the third category? Okay, in little doses? Uh, best handled in small doses. Yeah, that's where I would put her. Just because I understand the dynamic of sometimes kids, like, giving their parents shit. Because they don't really understand what the parent's doing. Or... Yeah, but you know what? There are monsters killing people left and right. And th- this has been their life for a little while. And I can understand getting frustrated, but I don't know. You know what? This is your dad, and he's doing everything he can to keep you guys alive. When you, when you think of everything that John Krasinski's character has to do, and then have to put up with his little daughter always giving him the like eat shit look, and, and like trying to back talk. Well, I say back talk, but they can't really talk. Back sign language him. I don't know. She. I think she, that little girl needed to learn a little respect, so she has to go to boarding school, learn a little bit of manners. And so, yeah, she's off to boarding school. All right. Number seven, Lost Boys. Here here comes my uh, bias again for classic 80s. Not the teenagers. I'm talking about Corey Feldman and his friend's character, which was also Corey, wasn't it? Weren't they both named Corey? Um, Not not the characters, but the actors. I know Corey uh, Feldman. Yeah, Corey Feldman and uh, Corey Heim. Yeah, so both Corys, I'm going to have them on there. Okay. Those are the two I'm talking about because I think they were supposed to be the youngest. All right. Yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't seen this movie since I was in my teenage years, so I don't remember much about it. I think that was the first movie that I watched when Halloween season came around. Okay. Because, again, I think my sweet spot when it comes to my favorite decade of movies is probably from 81 to 91. Okay. Because I, I was going to say 80s to no, 80 to 90, but I say 81 to 91 because I wanted to also add uh, Silence of the Lambs in there. 
I got you. I say mine was probably eighty-five to about two thousand. That's 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 fair. Yeah. So, Lost Boys again. My bias comes out, and they're just very entertaining to watch. They, these kids that are so like I would love to see a prequel. Well, not really, but I would I wouldn't mind a prequel before they met with the main characters of the Lost Boys to see why they are as into vampires as they are. Because I had a feeling that they probably have seen some vampires, but nobody believed them at this point. Okay, yeah. Because they're because that's like all they talk about, <laughs> which is like the nerd in me. And like that's kind of like me talking about movies twenty four seven. Now, I'm gonna say for them, it, I'm gonna put in, yeah, I was a kid once. Okay. I'm putting them there. Not necessarily. I'll take them home for the weekend, kids. Because um, this one's this one's basing the uh, off of the character, just because. Yeah. I feel like they would ruin my house if I. Took home. <laughs> if yeah. I took them home, I feel I feel like they would be ruining the house trying to vampire-proof the house. Yeah, or the acting is great. Yeah, character-wise, and and they actually serve a purpose in the in the movie. Unlike in Jurassic Park, where you could take the kids out in the movie, I think would improve. I think the movie would yeah. do something if you took out the kids in this one. Oh, definitely. So for them, I'm gonna put yeah, I was a kid once too. They 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 uh, they pass. Yeah, like I said, it's been so long since I watched it, so I don't even know where I'd rank them. Number eight, scary stories to tell in the dark. Early on in the first season, we referenced scary stories to tell in the dark a couple of times, both yeah. the book and the movie. So if you listen to that, or if you heard all of our episodes, you'll know that I was not a fan of scary stories to tell in the dark. The movie, I love the book. Books are great, yeah. I don't think that it needed to center around, I think it should have been like trick or treat. Where it's just, a co- you could have had a couple of stories all taking place within like the course of a week in like a town that it's all set in. Or, exactly, yeah. Or just, or like Creepshow, where it's just a couple of stories. Yeah. I don't, something was lost when they tried to turn it basically into Goosebumps, but for mature kids. I think that they saw how well Goosebumps did and went, oh, we can make some money off of that. So let's get a handful of kids together. And, and make this stuff. Yeah. So, another instance where the kids are unnecessary, the comedic relief kid, none of his jokes ever landed with me. Nope. And the, the little girl, while her acting is fine, I don't think that the direction was done very well. Yeah. I mean, her performance was fine, but they didn't give her really anything interesting. Yeah, I feel like all these kids were kind of hurt by poor direction and a bad script. Then you have generic bullies. Um, yeah. I mean, this has got to be like straight down the middle of best handled in small doses for me because on the one hand, the, the girl was acting fine, but yeah. the character itself, I don't think was ne- un- was very necessary. Take yeah. the kids out and just focus, just do like a handful of stories. Like you could have just picked four or five stories. And I think this would have worked better as a Netflix series. If you'd have done a Netflix yeah. series and just chose two stories each, maybe uh, 10 to 15 minutes each one. You could have a couple of episodes each having two stories in it and then make it run for about like nine, 10 episodes. That would have been a good Netflix series. Yeah. But centering it around the kids is just unnecessary. It made, it just made it a struggle for me to kind of watch. So yeah, trying to be fair, best handled in small doses. Yeah, I agree. there. same right there in the middle stuff left to be desired. Definitely. Number nine, 13 Ghosts. 
<laughs> had to do 13 ghosts um, we've come full circle now not the oldest not the oldest sister not the sister but the little boy yeah. um this is this is one of those instances where now i'm gonna tell you right off the bat uh the kid i'm gonna say boarding school and yeah it's i figured a, that's where you're going and it's a combination of bad writing because it's hard to explain but or so right off the bat the kid they gave the kid a quirk of he was trying to like learn different like wasn't he trying to learn like different macabre words it wasn't li- like he was just really into like deaths and the way people are dying seemed they, like i think the writers of 13 ghosts they substitute they thought giving this kid a quirk like that was a good substitute for actual character because yeah. it didn't really play into anything so, and it was like kind of trapped once they got into the house yes and then it just it's like put in early on just to be like oh hey isn't this kid this is this kid's character yeah then it's never touched on ever again and it's it's like you can't you can't do that you're just giving this kid like one thing to say hey this is a quirk of his all right we've given him enough personality and then it, the rest of it is just him serving as a as a device for the father to have to go save. Yeah. So in my opinion, this is all due to the writing, which is why I'm giving this kid the boarding school. I think it's just because I absolutely love this movie that I'm going to say uh, best handled in small doses for me. For In this case, it's nothing against the kid himself. It's yeah. all to do with how the writers wrote the kid, which is like the kid might as well not even be there. I mean, because he just, just serves as... A device for the I could for one I can't I couldn't tell you that kid's name and other than that little quirk I couldn't tell you anything about him other than he liked to ride a scooter around the house other than he likes to ride the scooter around the house I couldn't tell you a thing about the kid so unfortunately he's off to boarding school not his fault but hey see you kid right. number 10 fear street now All we've right. officially come full circle yeah back to where we began and for these kids I'm going to go ahead and put this in the uh, in the category of, you know what? I was a kid once, too. Yeah. And I put... And Except I that, for the little brother, I'm going to put him in the top category. The little brother, I didn't mind. I liked the little brother. I think he was the best like kid actor in the movie. I think the, the reason... And you know why? that It kind of had a feel of... It kind of felt like a mixture of 90s and 80s. Yeah. Which is... You know, they take place in the 90s and the 80s. So, again, it captured that little bit for me. I think the actors did a good job. I was oh, yeah. never really annoyed with any... Well, I think I was a little annoyed with the with the romance between the the two leads. or the Yeah, the two lead. girls, I, yeah. I don't know. It, uh, I think that if it wasn't for... I, I didn't really believe their romance, really. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just I just wasn't feeling it. Nothing nothing wrong with how they were performing, but I just wasn't really feeling them as a couple. Yeah. I think that if they had changed it to, but then again, I I understand it serves the narrative as well because um, they're a lesbian couple, and yeah. also in the eighteen hundreds or was it seventeen seventy seven? sixteen sixty six. And in the sixteen sixty six, they were also a lesbian couple, which is yeah. why. They were burnt at the stake and blah blah blah. So I, I get that, but I don't know something. I don't know. Maybe if they had gotten a different, you know what? If they had gotten the drug dealer girl to be her love interest instead, I would have believed that a little more. Yeah, because I, I think that she was way more care. I think the drug dealer girl was way more charismatic than the lead. 
Oh, definitely. She's the one who, you know, her and the little brother are the two that stuck out the most. So I think if it, if you had the main actress and her friend who was the drug dealer, I would have believed them as a couple more. So uh, just because that took me out of it a little bit and I didn't really buy the love interest, that's I think that might be the only thing keeping me from giving it the I'll take the kids this weekend. Yeah. So Like but, I said, I, I'd keep them all, you know. But I will but, say that they can have they get the rank of uh yeah you know what i was a kid once too i get it yeah wasn't bad by any means now i feel before we conclude this thing i need to at least mention two honorable mentions and ask you where you would rank them okay because one person said that they hate the uh well i i started looking up on i tried to do some research and be like all right let me try to do some refreshers of like annoying kids in movies and one that kept coming up consistently was Danny Torrance from The Shining. Now, I never really thought about it much, but I guess the, uh, I guess in my opinion, other than the twins in the hallway, the movie does kind of slow down whenever Danny's on screen. Yeah, but then but again, yeah. That, but then again, it's just because you're comparing him to Jack Nicholson slowly losing his mind. Yeah. Which is just way more interesting to watch, so I, I can't necessarily fault him for that. And he's not necessarily on screen a super duper i mean he he's on screen a good amount of time but not as much as jack nicholson yeah so plus I guess he, he didn't he didn't even find out he was filming a horror movie until he was like 17 and he watched it he, he never really, it was a family film so he never really bothered me that much which is no. why i think he's in the movie the exact amount of time he needs to be which is why yeah. handled in small doses would be the ranking i give him because he's I, he, he is in the movie kind of in small doses yeah and that's perfect for him so yeah yeah, that's where I'd put him, too. I think that if he was on any longer, then I would get annoyed by him. Yeah. Uh, he, it would probably go to boarding school, but... Uh, it was not, nothing on him. Yeah, he did a I great think he job was on the yeah. just amount, right amount yeah. uh, in small doses. And the other one that everybody and their mama always says needs to make this list is the Duke. Oh. Now, Should I was originally, a, I was originally going... I was originally going to... Now, it's been a long time since I've seen the... Bo it's been a couple of years since I've seen Babadook. That kid ruined the movie for me. Which is ruined why... It. Which is why I felt like if I was going to talk about him, I would have had to rewatch him. But since I had... I feel like I should just put him on the vasectomy list just out of respect for everybody who hates him. He ruins the movie. He is that annoying. <laughs> the, well, whenever you type in the Babadook, that, the, the image of him, that little kid yelling in the back seat is the first image that pops up Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to the movie. So I might have to just put I, I do remember watching that movie. I don't remember specifically why because it's been a couple years, but I do remember watching this movie uh, and going, Jesus, this kid. Yeah, this is me saying it. I'm usually more lenient with kids than you are, but that kid ruined the movie. Now, I don't know when's the last time you've seen it. Was it because of the acting or just because they just had him screaming the whole time? It was everything. Like, kid wasn't written well. He acted, acting, he was overacting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just like, all right, kid, act, and his version of acting is screaming his nuts off. Yeah. So, all in all, I think I was pretty fair with this list. Yeah, I'd say it was a pretty so fair I think, list. I, I actually, I think the majority of these kids went to boarding school, though. Who do we have here in boarding school? We have Danny's in boarding school. I think I said uh, Bob from uh, House by the Cemetery. He's in boarding school. Tremors, Melvin, he's vasectomized. Yeah. Uh, Losers Club, hanging out with me during the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park, I get it, because uh, I was a kid once too. Lost Boys, 
they get a pass, but that's uh, they're also I was a kid once. Yeah, Babatuk vasectomized. That was an honorable mention. Yeah, Fear Street kids. I get it. Scary yeah. stories to tell in the dark. I think I said uh, were they right down the middle? No, I think I yeah they were right down the middle for me. Right down yeah. Uh, quiet place, boarding school, uh, and thirteen ghosts. I said boarding. School. Yeah, so most of these kids yeah. are in boarding school. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like four or five boarding schools and two vasectomies. Yeah, but that's that's just my personal list. I'm yeah. totally open for people to uh, comment on this, yeah. especially feel on Instagram. Feel free to, you know, comment on our Instagram or Twitter how you feel about this list. Just put in hashtag Chris Hates Kids. Yeah. Um, I want to make this an ongoing thing because I believe in February we're, we're going to do hashtag Chris Hates Couples. Chris yeah. Hates Love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to be my little mini thing for this season is uh, the hashtag Chris Hates series. Right. And in the meantime, Dave is going to be doing his own top tens. Yeah, just giving you top ten lists. How I feel about movies. I think the first one that I told you that's going to be coming up is your top ten foreign horror movies. Yep, so, I'm excited to do that one. I don't have enough uh, foreign horror movies under my belt. Um, just the first one that comes to my mind is the movie The Host, if you've ever seen that. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. The creature feature? Yeah. Like I said on Shudder, they have a bunch of like Australian and yeah. uh, I think this might be the UK season. horror films. I think this might be the season where I finally get Shudder. You need to. It's worth it. It's only like $5 a month. I can handle $5 a month. Yeah. But anywho... This was the first recording of the season, and coming up is going to be our first interview of the season. You want to go ahead and tell us who we have, Dave? Yeah, we are going to be having uh, Ryan Showers on. He is the host of the Scream Podcast with Ryan Showers. And we are going to be talking about why we love Scream, what to expect of the new Scream movie. Which and then we're seen the first one. Yeah, and then we are going to take a deep dive into Scream 3. And I think That's also... his favorite one, so yeah. And I think also this season, uh, we're going to have a lot of firsts. We're working on a new logo, and yeah. uh, we're going to be going on another person's podcast for the first time, which will be fun. Yeah, that's exciting. And I believe we're going to also we're gonna have some more giveaways coming up soon. Gonna, yeah, we got a lot coming up for you guys. It's going to be great. I believe if everything goes according to plan, we're going to have another Stephen King trivia off with Jamie Stewart, if that's still uh, going to be in the wings. Yeah, we'll get that out here sometime. But it's going to be a good uh, second season. I'm looking forward to it, and oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to meeting some new people. Yeah, it's exciting. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Body Bag Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. All right, have a good week, everyone.